Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's the best piece of chicken? 651-641-1071. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show on My Talk 1071. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. We're talking truck and why are we talking chicken trainer? Uh because I love chicken. It's just chicken. I love chicken. Anyway, uh what is the best piece of chicken? Here's why we're talking about this. I was traumatized at a grocery store a I'm local so establishment last evening uh, that shall remain nameless mostly because it's not like anything negative um in terms of them specifically it's yeah. just a reality that i had to confront on I'm my so own sorry. and was therefore traumatized when last night i tried to purchase an eight piece of fried chicken and i was told okay and the individual began assembling the eight piece of fried chicken. Now, the eight piece of fried chicken, as you know, consists of the following mm-hmm. two breasts, yeah. two thighs, mm-hmm. two legs, and two wings. Mm-hmm. That, my friends, is an eight piece fried chicken. Okay, Why? Chicken. Because that's most of a chicken. They mm-hmm. don't include the back. And it's a shame, really, if you don't enjoy the back of the chicken. Uh, but these days, you know. You just got to do that yourself. Okay, anyway, um, he began assembling the eight-piece fried chicken, got to six, and I noticed he'd only gotten six of eight and began to put it all together. And I was like, oh, I don't mm-hmm. think he's got eight. And so I noticed that he started counting himself, and he realized that he had forgotten two very important pieces. Okay. And it was those pieces that he went back to the pile of chicken. By the way, this is not my beloved cub fried chicken. It was another... Another establishment. Establishment that yeah, traumatized my, you. My beloved cub would never be without yeah. all the pieces mm-hmm. of the fried chicken. And um, he looked for the two pieces. There were no two pieces. And he said, Well, I'm out of those two pieces, so I'm going to give you two more of these pieces. And I was like, I kind of feel like that's not fair. No. And that's not how that goes. Maybe at the very least, you should ask me what two pieces I would like to replace it with. So he just eeny, meeny, miny, moe. He the pieces? just picked nope. the two weakest pieces i would argue in the Mm. bucket of chicken and that is the legs agreed because i'm not a leg man anyway 651-641-1071 what's your favorite piece of chicken it did tell me though what that particular location's favorite piece of chicken was because they were out of it do you know what it was i'm gonna guess it was the thigh no was it the bro no what's left one two three (laughs) what's left the thigh the breast I can't do. I can't do things. The so, wings, man. Oh, duh. Sorry. Oh my gosh. So yeah, they were without wings, and so I got four legs. I was like, could you at least throw in two thighs as a replacement? Because to me, mm-hmm. the thigh is the best piece of rank chicken. Rank them. Rank them. Okay. So thigh, thigh 
wing, breast, leg. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's accurate. Yeah. That's accurate. 651-641-1071. That's the order in which I eat a chicken. Sure. Wait, the, really? Well, actually, no. I no, you reverse go backwards. It. Yeah, so that makes sense. I will do, actually, because I will, usually the breast is separate. So, because a, a breast can be a, a meal in itself. Mm-hmm. So then it would be the leg, the wing, and the thigh. You end on the, the best. The note. best thing, because yeah. you want the last flavor to be the best flavor. That's that's just smart. Anyway, eating. I just thought it was very presumptuous to be like, oh, I'm out of wings. Here are two extra legs. No. I don't feel like that's fair. No, you ask. You should ask me. What do you want? Now, if I had asked for breasts, I can understand because that's a big ass piece of chicken. Six five one six four one one zero seven one. What is the best piece of chicken? So you would agree that the thigh is the your thigh favorite? is a hundred percent above and beyond all other chicken pieces. Why? Why do you think the thigh that, is the best piece of chicken? That juicy dark meat that just a hundred percent of the time. Is what you need in your mouth. Yeah, and it's got the perfect amount of skin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I also don't, I don't want to work so hard for my chicken. And I feel like wings, for me, that's some work that yeah. I don't, I'm not willing to put I in. I do love wings. Uh, so I just, I don't get excited about the work of them. But I will say there is a time and a place for a leg. Um, they're very portable and easy. Yeah. They're just not. I they want, don't sing to me. I always want to like legs better because, like, for example, I'll like Costco, you can buy like a big ass tub mm-hmm. of, of legs. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, if only I liked legs more, I would, you know, be in heaven. But I just, it doesn't, I'm like, okay. It and is a crowd always pleaser, weird, but it's not yeah. weird piece of like gristle at the bottom mm-hmm. yeah, that you, you have to like pull off. Deal with that. Yeah, no thanks. Ashley's on the line. Hi, Ashley. Welcome to Chicken Chat. What's the best? Bok, bok. What's your best? Uh, what's your favorite best piece of chicken? Bok, bok. My favorite piece is definitely the tenderloin. That little muscle like under the breast. Oh, I you're always... getting real specific. Getting, that's yeah, a deep real track. Specific. And that like uh, muddy cow. I think that's what they make their chicken strips out of. It's delicious. Mm. I okay. So you so then I was going to ask you. So how do you like to eat the tenderloin? So you would oh, yeah. you would prefer Deep the deep fried with lots of sauce. Okay. I'm there for that. It's not my favorite, but I get it. I get it. Thank you, Ashley. We'll allow it. We call it. those uh, hand-pounded tendies. Yeah. And they're great. Yeah. Again, time and a place for all things. Yeah. Uh, but not the best. I don't think it's the best. It, the thigh is like, it's got all the things. I mean, technically it doesn't, but it has enough of the things that I want. It's just a whole experience yeah. unto itself. A uh, Holly. Holly, I know you like a chicken. I'm curious because I I think I, I I think I might know what Holly's gonna say. Holly, what do you say? Thigh. Yeah. Okay. Rank your chicken. Thigh. <laughs> Breast. Mm-hmm. Leg. Mm-hmm. Or no way is what? Wing. Wing. Thigh, breast, leg, wing. Yeah, because the wing. So I'm I'm envisioning a rotisserie chicken, mm-hmm. and my rotisserie chicken is also dancing around at the same time, and the little wing part. Thank it's you just for the journey into your mind. <laughs> You're welcome. It's a line kick of turk of little chicken. <laughs> yes, exactly. But the wings are just you're, when you're referring to wing. I want to clarify this, Bradley. You're you're referring to the little like nubbin wings. 
<laughs> a little nubbin. I'm appreciating the hand that motion tuck, that is going along with that this. That you tuck yeah. underneath. Yeah, mm-hmm. versus, I don't know, they got any other kind of I don't of know about the other underneath? ones. They're not dragons. No, yes. <laughs> but on, a, <laughs> on a rotisserie chicken, though. Yeah, they're tucked under. They're tucked yeah, under. Yeah, you gotta flip that sucker over for But there's, for like, nothing on them. You just, you try to gnaw off something. It's like, I'm, 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 like I said, you don't, I don't want to have to work for my chicken bits. But there's barely any bits on it, so mm-hmm. I'm just intrigued by why the wing... Well, you, usually, if the wing, if the chicken is cut into pieces uh-huh. and then deep fried, the yeah. wing is going to be a little more substantial. Okay, because your rotisserie chicken is going to be relatively small as compared to the pieces of chicken used in frying, like a fry, like a fryer versus mm-hmm. what you're getting on the rotisserie. Thank you. That's fryer, F R Y E R, not F R I A R, fryer no. chicken. That's, yeah. Well, why don't they have a that? Religious rest? figure. <laughs> yeah, fryer chicken. Um, <laughs> Thank you, Bradley. That's Prior ex- clock. That is exactly the answer I was looking okay, for. Okay, so you would say you actually like the breast after the the thigh. Bye. Yes, although mm-hmm. sometimes when you eat the breast on a rotisserie chicken, it gets a little dry, and then it, it gets does. stuck in your esophagus, and you have to. Mm. Get it for me, the breast yeah. is the one that I like to tear off, cut up, and then use in other things. I was going to say, we save the breasts, and mm-hmm. that's for another meal, because that's a meal in and of that's itself. Sounded that sounded like more than just a chicken chat Burious. right there. Burious. Uh When we return on the Colleen and Bradley show from chicken breast to Orion CV, why do we know oh. that name? Because she is the ex-wife oh, of Phil Collins. Yes. And you will remember that bizarre story. Well, the story just got bizarre-er. And uh, I'm going to update you on the drama concerning the ex-wife of Phil Collins and her now uh, soon-to-be ex-escort husband-boyfriend person. It's a a whole scene. We'll talk about it when we come back after this on My Talk 107.1. Okay, so you haven't heard this name in a little while on the Colleen and Bradley show, My Talk 107.1, but I promise you it'll be worth it. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. Hi. When I say the name Orianne Seavey, does that conjure up any memories for you? Well, she was like the hot mess ex of one Phil Collins who was squatting on his property, uh, figuratively that is, uh, or whatever legally that means. Like, she wouldn't leave his house, even though they were no longer together. Exactly. And this was sort of a recent, I mean, this we were going through this around 2020. Uh, this entire experience of the legal bat- battle between Phil Collins and his ex-wife, his second time ex-wife, Orianne Seavey, who would not leave his home with her. Do you remember? Lover slash husband. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, guess what? Now they're getting divorced, and those divorce papers are telling us a whole story about the nature of that relationship, how it began, and what his function in it was. Okay. So you'll remember, I mean, we were, I I don't know, we were mildly fascinated by the storyline of the fact that she and this husband would not move out of the house that she had at one time shared with Phil Collins. And he was also living there at the same time, meaning Phil Collins was. By the way, this was a home that they had purchased from J-Lo. So just, you know, it's got a lineage. No big thing. Well, the story goes like this, and this is what we learn, that Orian CV found him on an escort website. Oh. Yeah. His name, by the way, is uh, Bates. His la- Tom oh, Bates. Master. His name is Tom Bates. He is 32 years of age, and 
he was a professional escort. Okay. Um, he billed himself as intellectual, mm-hmm. well-educated. Sure. He had collegiate degrees in philosophy and political science. Okay, great. And she was like, I like this. I'm a, I like it a lot. And so she uh, requested him from this site, and then they ended up starting to date. And according to the divorce papers... Can you call that dating? Well, I don't know. But they did. Okay. Or he did. Somebody did. The divorce papers do. Um, He apparently... this The plan for him to move into the home that Phil Collins also lived in was all by design. It was truly an effort to take it over from Phil Collins. Okay. But over the 18-month marriage, things got real sour between him and Orianne Seavey, which is interesting, right? Because Orianne Seavey, during the court case over the house, had a lot of choice things to say about Phil Collins mm. and his lifestyle, yeah. uh, including but not limited to the fact that he was a hoarder and he stunk, Yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, she's got her new man in the house, and by all accounts, by his account, she was a tyrant and she was absolutely abusive to him. In one occasion, she was threatening to quote, I'm going to say it, hmm? cut off his genitals. Oh. Okay. Oh. Yeah. So it wasn't, you know, a friendly conversation. I would say that's not friendly. No. So she had threatened to, uh, to, uh, you know, she had threatened some bodily harm. She had also physically assaulted him at other times. But in order to, like, lure him in, she had spent a whole lot of money on him. And one of the things that she had done is bought him this, uh, is it called an Aston Martin? Is that the name of the the car? car? And they had a personalized license plate, 007. So she, you know, she did the classic lure him in with the money. Yes, for yeah. the escort. Yeah. yeah. Uh she lured him in with the money. She lavished all kinds of, you know, gifts, opulence on him. Talked him into living in the home with her ex-husband, assuring him that what the goal was was for them to get that house for the two of them. How would she did she think that was going to work I, by the way? Well, you start to kind of you start to kind of see how diabolical she kind of was because this had always been part at least she was very upfront about the fact that his moving in was going to be part of the plan to get the house from uh from phil collins and again phil collins she just they just squatted in there they were just living there yeah and he was like go and she was like i'm not gonna go and he's like no go because you don't live here and she was like but i'm not going to and then he ended up Phil Collins ended up going to his estate in Switzerland and they continued to live there while he tried to push them out uh, in a, in a legal. Hi everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of you are what you read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts.
I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Battle. In any case, these divorce papers are full, chock full of little tiny stories that paint Orianne Seavey as... Not nice. Not oh, an easy lover. Yeah, not an just, easy. She's not an easy lover. Oh, Thank I see you. What you did there. Thank you, Holly. Yeah, it was not another day in paradise with her. Mm-mm. Yeah, I mean this. Uh, this all seems. They did not have a great kind of love. Sounds like a land of confusion. Okay. <laughs> Let me know when you guys are done. I think we're done now. Um, this doesn't surprise any of us, right? Like no. based on what we already knew about her. No, but what was interesting? But I do remember when that was all. I mean, I think we wanted to understand her better because she was sort of a caricature and we thought there's something up with this we knew that she had found this younger man in las vegas or at least that was the story that they were telling um but uh yeah apparently she i mean she got rid of all of his stuff when she he had gone for thanksgiving to visit his her his mother together right not the escort no 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 Oh, yeah. No, Phil, Phil and Collins Orient. and Orianne yeah. Seavey. Yes, they have two sons together. Yeah. Who are, you know, now no doubt reading all about their mom and her yeah. escort husband who was used to try to get the estate from their dad. I mean, oof, it's a whole scene. It's a whole scene. And I'm here to tell you that, uh, like I said, the divorce papers read like a bad novel, but it was his real life and you do start to kind of feel bad for him. Um, but yes, well, he obviously, I mean, based on what we, I remember reading before he was in a, he was not in a good space. I mean, he was kind of ordery mm. and, uh, Phil Collins. Yeah. 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 That's what Orion CV wanted you to believe about Phil Collins. I can't believe that about Phil Collins because Phil Collins He's a I musical wasn't just genius. Orion CV though. I mean, I feel like we knew that he had some tendencies. I mean, again, he's the guy with all the Alamo stuff, mm-hmm. right? He's a collector. He collects the Alamo all stuff. Right. All right. He's going to donate it to the Alamo. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, dumb people doing dumb things, crazy, stupid idiots. idiots. After this on my talk 1071. On the backseat in the Dumb people doing dumb things. We do love to tell you about them on the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. And uh, we have a name for those dumb people doing dumb things, and it is crazy stupid. Idiots! Well then, I guess one could say, that's a crazy stupid idiot. Colleen and Bradley present CSI. It stands for crazy, stupid idiots. It sure does. Why? Well, because the world is full of crazy, stupid idiots. Dumb people doing dumb things repeatedly over and over again, oftentimes in the state of Florida. And sometimes other places. Like? Bloomington, Minnesota. Yes. a local yoko. This is a hometown hero. I want to tell you about 29-year-old Skylar 
Eros Dupree Thomas. Wow, that's a lot. Was charged with fifth degree assault and trespassing in connection with an incident I shall tell you about, courtesy of our friends at KSTP Eyewitness News. So um, he was charged with doing some stuff, as I said, assault and trespass. This all took place at 1212, coincidentally, on Friday a.m., 1212 a.m., Friday morning, evening, mm-hmm. um, at the Hyatt Place Hotel on International Drive oh. in Bloomington. Yes. Have I know the there? location, oh, but I do okay. not know what he did. Well, what he did was, according to a hotel employee, um, it, we have to go a little bit back in time, apparently to November, when Mr. Thomas had been issued a trespass notice, and that prohibited him from coming to the hotel Oof. The hotel, uh, until late November. He walked into the hotel and reached into a bowl. I guess this is what initially happened. Walked into the hotel, reached into a bowl of used room keys. Mm. The criminal complaint states that the employee then asked him to leave uh, several times, at which point he started calling the employee racial slurs. As the employee followed him around the hotel uh, this last Friday, that is when Mr. Thomas did the thing that earned the story crazy, stupid idiot status. I have a question that's not related to the oh. to the new thing. I, I don't know if I have an answer. Well, I don't know if you do either. What? Why? What did he? Why did he reach into the bowl of? Like, what did he want an old room key for? I want some keys. Yeah, I don't. Okay, that's all. That's. I I just was curious about that. That was a behavior that I'm not familiar with. Also, bowl of room keys. That seems problematic. But um, at least insofar as customers can have access to that. But anyway, so that's the thing that got him in trouble the first time, and they said you can't come back, sir. And Um, then he came back. Yeah, I don't know. I'm the language makes me wonder if that's this was all part of the same thing. Okay. And that he'd been given trespass notice back in November for something else. I don't know. Maybe that's his thing. Maybe that has nothing to do with why we're here today. So he's wandering around the hotel. We're here today is because as the employee followed him around the hotel, he allegedly blanked a blank that the employee thought was a blank. Okay. In response, Hmm. the employee blanked a blank. Wow. So, what did Mr. Thomas blank? He blanked a blank. He took out his junk. No. Okay. Oh, no. okay. Because I was going to say bust a nut, but then, you know. Holly. Holly. Hey. <laughs> Stupid idiot! You know anything can happen. That's Bust right. a move, maybe, mm. but jeez. Okay, so right for the. It wasn't wiener related then. Uh, no, he did pull something out, but oh. it wasn't a nut. It was a pen. No, it was not a pen. Oh, but it was. I guess I don't know what a, a candlestick. I mean, you're kind of long and uh, oh. cylindrical. A flashlight? Nope. None of these things. He pulled out something because I feel like all those things would be pretty, you know, boring slash typical. What he pulled out was not typical. Mm-hmm. Not I'm, typical. Long. Now, I will say the employee in response thought Nunchucks. it was a long knife. A magician's oh. wand. Yes. Oh, really? Yes. 
Stop it. Yes. That's hilarious. Mr. Uh, Thomas allegedly pulled out a wand that the employee thought was a long knife. In response, the employee, who, by the way, has a conceal and carry permit, pulled out a gun <gasps> and pointed it at Mr. Thomas. The complaint goes on to say that Thomas eventually kicked over a garbage can, started walking away before turning and again pointing the wand at the employee before eventually running away. What was he hoping to do with the wand? Turn him into a cat? I don't know. A witness confirmed the story and said that the wand was about 16 inches long with a hard metal point Mm. that looks like a knife. I mean, also, who? where do you get a wand? Like Right. Magic store? And what adult is, like, traveling with one of those? Apparently Mr. Thomas. A magician? I mean... I would believe that if he also had the tall hat and the cape. Have you ever been to a magic store? True. So true. They're out there. So what has happened to our friend? Uh, Well, he was uh, arraigned in court, granted conditional release, and a pretrial hearing is tentatively set for May 19th. Mm -hmm. If convicted, he faces up to 180 days behind bars on a fine of up to two thousand dollars. I'm so real curious Maybe about he that could wand. Wave that magic wand and make all his troubles go away. Yeah, something tells me the Who wand just is goes what to started a hotel him. at twelve twelve, grabs some keys and pulls out a wand. Like, what was the end goal here? Well, that's what I want to know. That that if I were to interview uh, this magician, that would be my question. What what exactly were you doing there? Mm-hmm. Mm. All right. Where are we going next? Florida. Yeah. And we are going to meet. Uh, we're actually not going to meet her. She's a very suspicious human being. Her name is Sarah Honey. Oh, that's a fun name. It is kind of a fun name. Well, Sarah Honey uh, is going to be in some serious trouble. Okay. When they can get their hands on her. Uh, whoever she is, because all of this took place over social media. Sarah Honey had uh, a she had a business idea, and actually, I don't think it's the worst business idea. The problem is she didn't execute the business that she uh, said that she was going to do for people. Okay, so she had a very specific, time-sensitive business. She was going to be the Easter Bunny. Oh, she's going to like outsource the Easter Bunny. She was going to, or she was uh, alleging, she was marketing her services as the Easter Bunny in the form of an egg drop. She said... going to drop some eggs? Yeah. She said, listen, I will show up at your house with eggs, candy-filled eggs, and drop them on your lawn so that when you and the kids wake up, there will be an egg hunt ready for you. Well, that's kind of clever. I bet... I bet that's a thing people do. It's a super clever business idea. She was charging people, honestly, like not much, 20 to $75, depending on what and where. Uh, the problem is, though, on the day of Easter, when those families all woke up thinking, Sarah Honey's going to take care of my egg situation, Sarah Honey never, nary, nary a Sarah Honey, and no eggs were dropped. Wait, so she didn't deliver any eggs? None eggs. Zero mm. eggs. Uh, they were able to discern that Sarah Honey had not one, not two, but three Facebook pages that she was offering this service through. And uh, families, oh, sorry, no, I'm sorry, six pages. She was accepting payments by Venmo, 
And uh, on Easter, that Venmo account was gone. So you wow. could no longer see Sarah Honey. Uh, and uh, and so these families were left eggless. Sarah Honey made off with their money. And that actually sounded like a kid's book. Uh, and they're not really, they have not tracked down the identity of Sarah Honey just yet. Oh, so they don't even know if she's like a real person? Yeah, I mean... She's a real person. They just don't know if her name is Sarah Honey and she's one person. You know what I mean? Like somebody was behind all of this. Yeah. Well, it wasn't like a ghost. It wasn't a ghost. Mean, like, they don't know or, if Sarah Honey is actually the person. The person. Yeah. Right. They, that name not, seems a little um, interesting. Yeah. Anywho. I mean, you know, that's a bummer. Also, just, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe be careful about who you have showing up to your house. Mm-hmm. And who you I saw them on Facebook to. Marketplace. These really interesting boots. Seemed like a good idea. And actually, Turned out they were made of, I don't know, doo-doo. Doo-doo, <laughs> doo-doo boots. boots. Um, I, and I, I thought it was on this article, but it wasn't. There was another situation like this where somebody had scammed a bunch of people out of something. And the... And the advice is, you know, maybe just use Venmo for friend to friend money transfers and not for strangers like this. It's not. Yeah. Or at least strangers that you've like vetted and can see that they've got, you know, actual credentials. But if it's like a rando stranger that you've never met before, maybe be careful. Yeah. Where are we going next? We are going to Memphis, Tennessee. And I want to tell you about a lady who, um, well, she she did something. She got caught with a bunch of drugs. Mm. I'm just going to put it out there. Hundreds of pounds of drugs. But it's how the police found these hundreds of pounds of drugs that she was in possession of that earns this story crazy, stupid, idiot status. In fact, 229 pounds of marijuana Mm. and 17,000 plus dollars of cash were found uh, and apparently belonging to a lady. And I don't know how you pronounce her last name. Martisic or Martisic. Catherine. We'll call her Catherine. Hey, and it's how friends call her. it's how they found that 229 pounds of marijuana and $17,000 plus in cash that earned this story crazy stupid idiot status. She'd like to know hmm. how they found her lots of drugs. She had woven the drugs and money into a an elaborate evening gown and hmm. was wearing it. It would be a very long train. But no, hmm. no it was not no, it in fact it was inside. I'll just tell you, it was inside a truck. Hmm. But that's not crazy, stupid, idiot worthy. No, she was it's how they found her drugs a truck in a truck full of drugs that earned her crazy, stupid, idiot status. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was a flower delivery truck, and she <laughs> stopped and delivered the flowers, and but the flowers were marijuana were drugs. No, no, actually, here's what happened. Her truck ran out of gas. Oh, that's a rookie mistake. And she left it stranded on a bridge in the middle of a freeway. Mm. And police were like, hey, what's this unoccupied vehicle sitting in the middle of a southbound lane of traffic on a bridge between Memphis and West Memphis? So, of course, um, uh, the transportation authority in that particular locale rolled up and was like, what's this random truck just sitting here for? And they found out. Oh, look, 
not only uh, is this truck not moving, it's full of drugs. Mm. And when they f- confronted Miss, uh, whatever her last name is, Catherine Lady, M. Um, they were like, yeah, uh, what happened? She's like, well, I ran out of gas. Oof. That's so, inconvenient. A little tip to the, to the drug um, driving Tra- people out there. Maybe, maybe just make sure you've got a full tank, honey. Yeah, or carry a can. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, ooh. yeah. So she went to jail. Bye. Bye. See you maybe not, never, ever later. When we return on the Colleen and Bradley show, it is that time of day where we like to play a little game. That game is called The Throwback. Live. After this on My Talk 1071.